2: friends it is i simon miller stood in a very very strange echoey room now i'm gonna have to say this before every single video even if you have seen other videos because if you're someone who hasn't seen those other videos you're gonna be like you absolute booger what the hell is going on short version is i had to move home at the very last second So I'm doing what I can because right now I'm basically pulled in between two places but when Monday night rolls around and Tuesday morning is here the same thing happens that has always happened and will happen until the end of time we sit down and we watch Monday Night Raw before we take the finger of power and we give the good bits an up and the bad bits are down (laughs) if you have been waiting for some Triple H goodness well you got it last week and now you're getting it right in your face let's up those doubts first thing we did see on raw was the tournament brackets for the women's tag team title tournament and i've got them down here because i'm tired and i don't want to forget but we have dana Brooke and tamina there is no one Mina taking on dakota kai and io sky we have alexa bliss and oscar taking on nikki ash and doodrop we have raquel rodriguez and alia taking on Zia lee and shot city and we have nikita Lyons and zoe stark from nxt taking on natalia and shayna baszler Yes, we have to be honest, some of those pairings are nuts. I know there is no Sasha Banks and Naomi in there, but if you wanted to make a prediction, which is what I'm going to do right now, I would guess we get to the end of the tournament, we get new champions, and then out walk Sasha and Naomi, and everybody goes crazy. You heard it here, for. As that had just been announced, it seemed like we should tie it in somehow. So out came Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky to try and cause some chaos. They feel like the division needs them because everybody's bored of Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. We need somebody new, and look how smart Bailey is. She saw the potential in Dakota Kai, she saw the potential in EO Sky, and now she's doing something about it. And yes, at one point here, she called Dakota Kai Dakota Sky, but because she is a bad guy, this actually made her more an asshole because she was all like, oh man, yeah, I know what I said. Why don't you guys get off my back? What? Somebody was always going to interrupt because even with the new regime, the opening Raw segment promo thingamajig is sacred and must not be changed. So out came Alexa Bliss, out came Oscar, and out came Bianca Belair. So you have to imagine that these are the three opponents for the bad guys, given that Becky Lynch got injured. And they basically went, look, you absolute bronze, you ain't going to be winning the tag team titles because we're going to be winning the tag team titles. And only one of us can win the tag team titles. Bianca was so rolled up she wanted to have a fight right now, but Bailey had a better idea. Why don't we do a six person tag team match at the Clash of the Castle pay per view, a premium live event? So that's what we are going to do, but as that is a few weeks away, they got into a big brawl and had to be broken up by officials. This was fine. And of course, we still want to get to a point where we don't have to say things that I'm about to say, we just want to make it all normal and nice but it was very entertaining and very satisfying to see the women not only kick off Raw, but get a good chunk of time to plant these seeds for all the stories. I'm also very intrigued to see what they're gonna do around the corner But then got straight into the wrestling and it was Seth Rollins versus Angelo Dawkins because of course last week we had done Seth Rollins versus Montez Ford so why not go the other way and the absolute best thing about this is that everybody in the commentary was like man that Angelo Dawkins he's been working so hard he's a much better wrestler he has been doing everything he possibly can and then he whipped his top off and I was like oh my gosh and he's got in shape too now seriously. It seems kind of obvious that the Street Profits are gonna break up soon. And sure, push Montez Ford to the moon, but make sure you do it with dorks too. We don't have to have a multi-genetic situation. Let's just create some stars. This was really fun too, because there was some goofiness here, such as Angelo Dawkins beating up Seth Rollins, Rollins being thrown to the outside, and then Montez Ford being all like, uh, uh, and acting like Seth was, because of course he'd just been beaten up. It also distracted Rollins when Angelo came out of nowhere and totally murked him into Alan the announce table I was like man that really looked like it hurt. Seth doesn't know what he's doing though so he basically threw Dawkins' face into the ring ropes and that looked even worse. And this is when Montez Ford went crazy after the architect had kicked out of him. Because he got in the ring with a steel chair as once again the commentators were going, well, that Montez Ford, he has a terrible temper on him and something is awry here. It got so bad that the referee had to kick him out. And let's not forget, last week, Angelo Dawkins allowed Montez Ford to have his match. But this week, not only was Ford at ringside, but he was causing a little bit of a ruckus as I just said, clearly we are gonna do the split. And I think Montez is going to go heel. Why the hell not? This totally left Seth confused though when he forgot where he was and man Ange came back with all of these moves. He hit this splash in the corner and a set out spine buster and the ref went one and the ref went two where Seth Rollins kicked out at the last second and go listen to the crowd here. They wanted it and so did I. That doesn't really fit the story though. So Seth Rollins was able to get out of the way as Angelo Dawkins went smashing into Simba the Steel steps. And when he wasn't able to get the curve stomp for one reason or another, He changed his mind, he hit the pedigree, and he got the pinfall. And I think you should keep that in your brain, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think it was an accident. This was just fun though. I was very entertained by it. I'm enjoying it. And I cannot wait to see what we are gonna do with the Street Profits. Get it up. Edge was then hanging out with the Mysterios, saying he was gonna watch over them later, which was a little bit creepy. And I'm not 100% sure which Edge this was, although it was nice that he's gone back to a good guy. Or has he? it was not pleased with uncle adam because of course seven days ago he had been speared out of his boots so now he doesn't trust him i mean who the hell would be pleased about that and of course if somebody does attack you by accident you make sure you wait one week before bringing it up why would you do anything on a thursday dom even shoved edge here so he wasn't playing around and this is when ray mysterio got involved and he was like oh man everybody no this is not what i want i've known this man for 20 years and trust me he's a good egg and rightfully so Dominic was like wait a minute dad you've known me for 25 and you are picking him over your own flesh and blood i will not have this left. So surely Dom is going to join the judgement day. I mean it just makes all the sense in the world and if you did do it right I actually think this would tell a good tell. So once again we only had to give it a few weeks. Now I want to see what's going to happen. We also got a quick promo after this with the Miz and Champa, and the best thing about it is that they made the United States Championship feel like it was the most important thing in the world. And once again, this wasn't so hard. You just had to have a couple of wrestlers caring, and then that care came out of the TV. It smacked me right in the face, and now I care too. I also kind of have this feeling that Champa is going to go face soon and go off in a new direction. And Talking about such things. Oh my gosh. Because from nowhere, it was Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens, which of course we were meant to have months ago before all the nut stuff happened. And the bell did ring, and Kevin Owens just ran at Elias's brother and he absolutely destroyed him. And within 45 seconds, he picked him up, he powerbombed him into the ring apron, which is the hardest part of the ring, and clearly Zeke's back must have exploded. He was dead. Well, no, he wasn't dead. But we didn't have to get a stretcher or a local medical facility board and he was wheeled out of there. And the whole time, Kevin Owens was like a villain, just going, ha, 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 I am super evil. And if we jump to later in the show, Kevin Patrick did an interview with KO where he basically said this. All eyes are watching Raw right now, so I decided it was time to remind people that I'm not a good guy. And I was so excited about this. The whole show should be built around Kevin Owens. He should be the top heel WWE champion. And then he should have a feud with Cody Rhodes. That's what I want. Look at me, I'm getting totally out of control getting it up and then the judgment day were here and i think they are getting better slowly but surely they thought it was super funny that the mysterios were threatening them along with edge because those guys couldn't get on the same page where finn said something like fear ain't real danger is real and i am danger and i was like ballad don't say things like that unless you're going to put the word mouse at the end of the sentence but once again their presentation has just been elevated So even when you are saying nonsense, I was like, yeah, go get him. Damian Priest then got the microphone and said that he wants to take on Edge in two weeks when the WWE goes to Toronto. So they are going to have a crazy crowd. And Damian was all like, oh man, I'm going to finish you off in front of your friends and family, which is not a normal thing to say. When we did indeed cut to the back, Ray found Edge and he was like, I've lost my son. I don't know where he is. And I was like, damn it Ray, you are the worst father ever. He didn't prove that because he's Still went to the ring. I get that he had a match plan with Finn Balor, but surely if you'd lost your offspring, you like prioritise and you'd try and find it. But he didn't, and that worked out for me because it's Finn Balor versus Rey Mysterio. They could sit in the ring and play Jenga, and they'd somehow make it terrific, this rule. Balor made sure to do the three amigos, because he is a massive asshole now, and when Rey Mysterio went for the 619, Damien Priest got in the way to protect his friend, and that's how you've got to do it. It doesn't matter if these are villains that these are heels, these are bad guys. It should be all for one and one for all, like the damn four musketeers. Ray doesn't stay down though and he hit that amazing sunset flip-bomb thing to the outside into Barry Barricade. But this is when he started getting involved again, when all of a sudden, Edge music hit, like he was backstage with the audio guy going, not do it now, not give it- <laughs> We said, no, 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 they hit .mp3 and he ran out and yeah, those two just brawled off into the crowd. As it turned out, there was going to be more shenanigans though, because a few minutes after this, Rhea Ripley walked out of the entranceway and she had the dead body of Dominic. Now, he wasn't dead either, but I swear, she was just carrying him like she had absolutely murked him and straight away I was like, well, that's it. I wanna see Rhea Ripley versus Dominic Mysterio and I'm never going to get it but like Batista said, give me what I want. Of course, this sent Ray absolutely crazy because he was like, my son, my son, why did I have a wrestling match and not try and find you? Which is when Finn and Bella hit the go button, hit the coup de grace, one, two, three, and he won. I also just want to throw in that Ripley has been on an absolute tear as of late and should be the women's champion by the end of the year, but this feud has just become so good recently. I am giving it an
0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: And in case you have been waking up in sweat in the middle of the night going, oh my gosh, where is Dana Brooke in the 24-7 championship? She was then back on Raw, and I tell you, she was the happiest person ever. Even though she was teaming with Tamina, nobody mean her. And they've been feuding for like the last 87 years. She was like, oh, I can't wait to become a double champion. And spoiler, it ain't gonna happen. We were about to have this match, so Bailey and her cronies turned up like, oh man, you guys suck. So Tamina stood up and looked at them, because of course she is mean. And then, yeah, it was EO Sky and Dakota Kai taking on Dana Brooke. To mean nobody meaner. And as always here on Ups and Downs, we are going to be honest. And sure, at times during this, it felt like there was some miscommunication and it went a bit wonky. But you don't just have to focus on the negatives. One, I thought Dakota Kai and Eo Sky came across as a dominant tag team. And two, their damn tag team name is Kai and Sky. Meaning now we can ring up Taka and bring it back in. We got a dive early on from Dana Brooke because of course it is 2022 wrestling. <laughs> Although that didn't last long because she got hurled into Barry Barricade. And this is when eventually Tamina, nobody Mina got the hot tag. And she ran wild for about 12 seconds. The whole time, Bailey kept casting Distraction too because she had leveled up her MP. <laughs> and then there was this one bit. When Dana Brooke was on the outside, she was going to give some kind of handspring <laughs> attack but Bailey moved her person out of the way and Dana went flying into Barry Barricade again. Now, the only reason this was funny is because Bailey didn't really do enough in order to create the movement. So it looked like Brooke's plan was, I'm gonna go flying into that steel barrier. It threw Tamina totally off her game because now she had no friend, she had no partner. And eventually EO Sky hit the moonsault one, two, three, meaning Dakota and Sky are now going through to the next round. now that I think about it, they should win the thing and then feud with Sasha and Naomi. I thought this was okay. This is why we got that Kevin Owens interview that we've already talked about. But there is something else we have to mention. Because if you looked in the background during this, you could see who looked like Dewdrop and Nikki Ash and a bunch of other people surrounding this car that had crashed into a wall. Now, WWE was going to pay this off by the end of the show, but the best part about it is no one made a big deal out of this. It was just there and you could pat yourself on the back out Horowitz if you had noticed. And WWE hasn't done anything like this for ages. I love subtle storytelling because it makes you feel warm and fuzzy in your tum tum, couple of thumbs. We also saw Dominic Mysterio in the trainer's room as Ray was like, oh my son, I am so sorry. And once again, surely he is going to join TJD. Yeah, that's correct. What i'm going to call them from now on we then have that u.s title video again that we showed last week or two weeks ago whenever it was and it just made you feel so damn pumped about this championship especially because then it was bobby lashley taking on champa for that belt and my gosh you could just tell that they wanted it <laughs> round of applause this has all worked out really well too because even though bobby lashley is a monster and champa is not I still was not 100% sure who was going to win here. So this is all the evidence we need. Yes, sometimes you can see an absolute beast of a person taking on someone who is less of a beast, but as long as you pitch it properly, I can suspend my disbelief. Miz was at ringside, so you knew he was going to be causing shenanigans. Although at one point, Lashley got so done with this, he grabbed Champer and he threw him into the A-lister. And most of this was Bobby Lashley on the offensive with Champer trying to take him out. Although eventually he did hit the spear. But of course, Miz grabbed his mate's foot and he put it on the ropes. When from nowhere, AJ Styles was here and he fought the Miz through the ring. And then those two were gone. That caused such a nonsense, though, that all of a sudden the turnbuckle was exposed, and Champa pushed Lashley into it. Plus, he was going to try and hit the fairy tale ending. So talk about confidence. Well, that didn't work. He applied the Gargano escape as Corey Graves on commentary. It was all like DIY, DIY. So if John Boy ain't coming back, what are we doing? As it turned out, though, nothing could stop Bob. So he got back to his feet, he hit the choke slam, and then he was able to win using the hurt lock. But I tell you, this was just so good on so many levels. It didn't hurt Champa at all. Bobby Lashley is like one of the best things in the company right now. It is getting an up and all we have to do was go, hi, this is important. We also found out that Styles and Miz had been fighting the entire time. So they're going to main event Raw later. When Omos and MVP were back, wondering where they'd been. We went full 1980s with this too, as I think the big man was taking on like Andrea Garcia and Steve Slade or something like that. But the whole point was it was two on one and Omos just swatted them away like flies. He hit the tree slam and he won in about a minute 30. So I have no idea what we're going to do with Omos right now, but I like this in my wrestling. Of course, every now and then, I wanna be able to turn it on and just see somebody so big. I'm like, oh my gosh, where the hell did you come from? The question now is what kind of feuds we put him in, but if you treat him like a spectacle, and don't go crazy, it will be fine. Also, we always know that book is great. Oh, but Seth Rollins interview next, and Kevin Patrick pissed him off in around about eight seconds because he was like, oh man, do you know that next week, Riddle's gonna be back on the show? Seth was like, why? Would you ask for my time and then talk about that idiot? The only thing he is good at is ruining his own career. Why don't you go and ask Dana White? You should go and Google that. It was a very real thing. And then it was time for some wrestling. (laughs) All right. And I know that's just the dingy things that happen in smoky bars, but I enjoy it. And we were doing Dolph Ziggler versus Chad Gable. I think just to give yet more hints... That whatever the wwe style, the wwe playbook was before we are expanding it we're evolving it because they had what i suppose you could call and this is a terrible term but hopefully you know what i mean and indie match gable is just ridiculous too and he was doing these suplexes that made me want to do a backflip but i didn't by land on my head and i would die and we all know the deal with Dolph ziggler if he is still wrestling when he is 75 years old he is still going to be good got it in his bone the whole point here too was that gable kept going after ziggler's ankle too to the point he had a bit of a limp and he wasn't able to hit his super kick so he was doomed thankfully this was only a minor blip because after gable had gone back to the ankle lock ziggler was able to slip out of it and he hit his kick that is super for the win and while this is shorter than you may have been expecting it was just so good to see two premier workers going at it and also Oaks was on the outside. I love that man too. It also kind of felt like we were resetting the chess pieces a bit. And of course, given that Dolphy boy was here, I'm like, where is Theory? Cause we haven't seen him since SummerSlam and he is Mr. Money in the Bank watch this space i'm then pretty sure that nikki ash and dewdrop said they were going to crush the hopes and dreams of their opponents so they're absolutely cartoon villains too and we had the rebuttal from oscar and Alexa bliss who were like nah man we don't think any of that is cool and once again in the background there was more stuff going on with this vehicular crash that wasn't mentioned and it was just happening we also had this one camera frame when aj styles then made his way to the ring for the main event and I liked all of that too, it was so damn smooth. This yes, meant it was AJ and The Miz for our main event, and that's always okay, I've seen it 1,000 times, why can't I see it 1,001? And the only issue was, at one point, The Miz was using a kendo stick, and then Styles was setting up a table. I was like, why does the referee not care? Clearly, I missed something, because then I looked up in the corner of my screen, and it said, hashtag no DQ match, I was like, <laughs> that makes sense it must have scared the crap out of champa because after aj had hit the phenomenal forearm he was there to stop the count but again it is no disqualification so there was no repercussions other than the fact that aj took him on the apron and he threw him through the table now we do have to be honest here Was it the most gruesome table pump you've ever seen? No, it was a kind of bit like somebody falling on a bed. It didn't mean we then had this awesome bit where AJ was gonna go for another phenomenal forearm, but Miz just chucked a chair right into his face, which looked horrendous, and then he hit the skull crushing finale for another near fall, and when that didn't work, he got the kendo stick again, And started smashing it up however when he went for the figure four aj booted him off Miz went crashing into another steel chair when he turned around stars clashed one two three this was all good with me i do believe this may have been sped up though so that we can have some time for the aftermath of this because when aj styles was walking around celebrating All of a sudden, but very subtly, it was made clear that somebody in the audience was trying to rush the ring. Like you could see a bunch of security guards and stars kind of walked over to see what was going on. And we didn't have any major reveal here, but you could see it from afar. That was flipping Dexter Loomis, which explains all the car stuff throughout the night. And look, people definitely knew who he was because they made some noise. This was super duper good. It also just meant there was this air of uncomfortableness around everything because people thought it was real. And look, yes, you were going to have to reestablish this, people. Not every single person on the planet knows about the NXT roster. But in terms of introducing fresh faces and just making Dexter an absolute psychopath... I don't think you could have done this any better. So this is how Raw ended as well, and I am now so intrigued. I'm not saying there's not work to do. There is. Again, you have to establish these people. But it made me really excited about next week, mostly because you just don't know who the hell's going to show up. which did indeed bring us to the end of raw and look look what we have here it's all ups and zero downs and i always have to say this even though i'm like a broken record it doesn't mean it was a perfect show and there were some things that were teetering on a down but i like to get through my three hours or two hours or one hour whatever it is when it comes to wrestling programming and how did it make me feel and this one zoomed by plus it felt really different so i think it's good to champion such stuff positive peak for life get it up